Stand up, Nuggets Nation. Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach Bye. Denver Sports is your home for the most Nuggets content. Now here's your host, Zach Bye. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach Bai. And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the pod. Reacting to one quarter of an NBA season. How about that? Just just like that, a snap of a finger. Um, well, I shouldn't say snap of a finger. Sometimes... Um, these stretches uh, can just, uh, they can feel like, man, this season's too long. And I think it is too long. Um, I don't think basketball uh, in the best league in the world is played um, at the level that it could be if there was just a few less games. Um, but that's my own gripe. I don't know how you feel. Some people love the uh, the 82-game season. I just think it's probably, I don't know, 12 games too much. It's probably never going to change um, because of the revenue loss. Although one thing that could change it is league expansion. With revenue sharing, you could make up the difference. I think the game would be in a better place, but that's just my little footnote. Um, I'll shoehorn in there, my little own soapbox uh, agenda. Uh, Hopefully you guys are doing well. Uh, The Nuggets uh, have made it to the quarter pole, around the quarter pole. Uh, 14 wins, 7 losses. All right, Uh, the Nuggets, I think, are mostly in a good spot um, outside of the health of Jamal Murray, which is really, you know, and I've tried to emphasize this as as much as I possibly can on this podcast, and I almost feel guilty to a certain degree, and I'll tell you why in a second. Um, but the most important thing, like if you, if you have climbed um, a mountain and you were trying to climb it for four or five years and you got up uh, to, to, to 20% of it and you got up to then 40% of it, and then, but you're continuing to pass along the same benchmarks, and then on your fifth or sixth try getting up that mountain, you know, you, you get to the very top of it. You get to take the selfie. Um, you made it. You're the champion. You know, your next time up, like – Everything should look familiar to you because you've already been climbing that mountain and and without getting to the top for years, but now you're at the top. But everything like, yep, that's that check mark, that's that check mark. And it feels like that's kind of where we're at with the Nuggets um, in terms of the regular season and the first quarter of it. I think it's just about getting through it uh, competently, uh, all right, because you, you just can't mail it in, right? You, you, you have to be the best version of yourself on certain nights. Um, but mo- most importantly, and trumping everything, everything else by a wide margin for me. Uh, and there's other important stuff to accomplish during, you know, the NBA season. I'm not saying there's not. And for the Nuggets, it's, you know, uh, a, a backup center, um, a uh, uh, the bench, developing the bench and all this stuff. Uh, but um, for me, the most important thing by a wide margin is just the health of the team, right? It's it's all about getting to the postseason healthy. And unfortunately, the Nuggets have had another setback uh, with Jamal Murray in that regard. Do I think it's a huge setback? I really don't. Um, it's 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 an ankle, but those are ligaments. When you sprain an ankle, those are, you know, stretched out ligaments and you know credit uh, to to Jamal for you know uh, gutting through um, uh, that initial uh, sprain when he came back 
um, against the, uh, the the Houston Rockets last week, um, and I fear that like oh, okay, like well, and not even really feared. I'm like, are we going to see Jamal Murray over the weekend on that back to back? Will we see him for just you know one of the games? Will we see him for two games? Is it not that big of a deal? Um, well. Uh, what now we know, uh, Jamal Murray, you know, is, is going to take a little bit of time. I'm expecting him to be back. Honestly, uh, could it be on Wednesday against Clippers? Yeah, it could be. If it's not, I'm really not freaking out about it. Um, just get right because, and this is the part that I feel a little bit guilty about. Um, look, this is the world champions in the best basketball league in the world, but and, and not like there's nothing to talk about, all right, because there certainly is. But when it comes to the big picture of the Nuggets talking about this team without Jamal Murray, it feels kind of fruitless because I, I don't believe you're going to win a championship without Jamal Murray, okay? I don't know if you can even go to a championship without Jamal Murray, like appear in a finals. Uh, and, and that stuff, the spring is such a long way away. But we, we know what this looks like without Jamal. Um, we talked about it on this podcast for about a year and a half. Um, they have a ceiling. Without Jamal, the ceiling is the sky. So, like, you know, I, I mentioned that because it's, it almost feels like um, if I were to reduce it to, like, sports talk radio terms. Okay, we have our morning show, Schlereth and Evans. Um, if I said to you, hey, um, talk to me this week about what you heard on Schlereth and Evans. Um, but Mark Schlereth wasn't there and asking to report back on the things you heard or tendencies or things that made you laugh, things that you didn't like. Like, it's such an incomplete picture if one of the two guys aren't there. And that's all due respect to anyone that would fill in. And do a competent job. Um, that's what I think the Nuggets uh, are doing. They're doing a competent job without Jamal Murray. Um, but at the same time, we know this team, after reaching the mountaintop, um, it's about all big picture stuff. All right. So, like when I say I'm not worried about Jamal if he comes back or not, I'm just I'm just really not. I think everything happening with the Denver Nuggets right now should begin with the end in mind. All right. And. Uh, I think this. I think this team is fine. I think this team is uh, in a good spot. All right, this team has won enough games. They're winning, you know, two out of every three games. They're uh, phenomenal at home. Yet to get beat on their home floor. Um, we do do we do a thing on um, Tuesdays on the show. Um, it's a long time segment because it's a long time sponsor. It's a Hot Take Tuesday presented by Papa Murphy's, um, and I remember. I think it was four weeks ago saying, you know, my hot take uh, was that the Denver Nuggets would break the all-time home uh, winning record uh, in, in franchise history. They're certainly on pace to do that. Um, the least losses ever occurred on the Nuggets home floor are three under George Carl. Um, I think they were 38 and three. All right. Uh, which is insane. Uh, is that a really high bar? Yeah. Do I think that these Nuggets can reach it? Yeah. And and Jamal Murray's uh, presence uh, would go a long way with that. Um, they're a perfect 9-0 at home, guys. 9-0. There's only one other team in NBA basketball that can boast the same record, and it's the Boston Celtics, um, who some might tell you are the best uh, team in the NBA. I wouldn't tell you that. They're right there. I respect the uh, the, the, the Celtics a ton. Um 
uh, at 15 and five, undefeated at home, winning record away uh, from Boston. That's the one thing that's just missing that separates the Nuggets from the Celtics right now. Um, if you're even entertaining this conversation, who's the best team in the NBA? Who really cares on December 5th? Again, when when the big picture stuff is the goal, maybe that's the goal for the Celtics right now. Like, be the best team in the NBA on December 5th. It's not for Denver. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it, it's it's kind of interesting. So right now, the Nuggets are in the three seed in the Western Conference, 14 wins, seven losses. All right, so just two games back. But the number one seed, the Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, the, uh, the game of basketball is changing rapidly. NBA basketball is changing rapidly. And I think that... Um, uh, no better, um, nothing better exemplifies that with who's at the top of each um, respective uh, standings in the East and West a full quarter into the season. Uh, it's the Minnesota Timberwolves with the one seed, and it's the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, with the two seed. You look at uh, the Eastern Conference. We know the Celtics are in the number one seed, but who could have seen the Orlando Magic having the same record right now as the Milwaukee Bucks at 14 and six and holding on to uh, the two seed? So really, really really, really fascinating right now um, to take a look uh, at the standings with a team like, you know, Golden State under 500 on the outside uh, looking in, like from the play-in right now. And again, probably a fool's errand to start looking at standings uh, in early December, um, but it is just really interesting to see uh, some of the sands shifting um, with, in places like, you know, Indiana or Orlando. Um, so really interesting. A um, couple notes here I want to get to, uh, and I want to talk about Jokic, all right? Um, uh, Nikola Jokic, uh, you may have heard, leading the entire NBA in points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, it's never uh, – no one's ever um, led – the entire league in all three categories this late into a season, you know, late in air quotes, but that's a really hard feat. It has no precedent. How many times have we talked about Jokic's accomplishments that don't have precedent? Um, it's phenomenal. It's insane. I've been saying for like three seasons now, I'm running on adjectives. I have none left. Um, we've done full Nicole Jokic appreciation, like segments, shows, all that, and it doesn't get old uh, because this guy is just absolutely freaking masterful, absolutely masterful. And on Monday, uh, I think it was Monday, yeah, Monday, uh, as we're recording this on uh, Tuesday, Nikola Jokic was named a Western Conference Player of the Month, averaging uh, uh, 29 points, 13 rebounds, and 9 assists over the course of an entire month. And I was trying to walk the line and trying to explain my thought process of like in the last episode, it was the last episode or two episodes back of like trying to acknowledge that this isn't normal, but also acknowledging that Jokic is normalizing it. <laughs> and that is a freaking fickle little razor, uh, razor's edge to walk. Uh, but we're trying to walk it here. Um, this is how you win MVPs, guys. You stack up a couple of these players of the month. Um, Jokic is well on his way, uh, coming off a 36-13-14 and 14 game with zero turnovers. I'm just going to say that again, and I don't care that they lost. They, they uh, uh, the... Um, uh, Nuggets made the Kings earn that. That that should have been a schedule loss, one that maybe three seasons ago, two seasons ago, thus the Kings run away with. But Jokic's determination of just being like, nope, screw you guys, I'm going to make you 
uh, pry it from my fingers. I'm going to go for 36 points, 13 rebounds, and 14 assists. But again, it's the no turnovers. We just came in here last Thursday reacting to a game against Houston where he had 32 points, 10 rebounds, 15 assists, and not a single turnover. And then within the same week or the next week, within the same seven-day period, you have a 14 assist, no turnover game. It's um, it, it should hurt your head. It should hurt your head as you try to wrap your brain around what this guy's doing. Um, and that leads me to, I'm going to shoehorn this in. All right? I mentioned a few weeks ago, um, a month ago, whatever it was, saying that my hot take on a hot take Tuesday was going to be uh, that the Nuggets are the best home team in franchise history. Um, guys, it is a Tuesday, and in that vein, and I don't even think it's that hot. It may seem that way maybe to the outside world, um, but not from where I'm sitting in this seat right now. I think Nikola Jokic not only is going to win the MVP, I think he's going to be the second ever unanimous NBA MVP. I think this is going to be an absolute Ronald Reagan type of slant landslide victory. All right. We've seen it with him before, but we've only seen unanimous one time. And that was when uh, Steph Curry, uh, I think it was the 2015, 16 season where I don't believe anyone in NBA history had ever made 300 threes. He made like over 400 um, that year. Um, and uh, I think we're going to, we're seeing something like that right now where, Jokic is solidifying himself so far away uh, as the best player in the NBA um, to be a top 10 scorer, number one rebounds, and third in assists um, uh, for the season. I was listening to Bill Simmons' um, uh, very popular podcast. He said uh, last week that Jokic is the greatest offensive player of his lifetime. And Simmons is like in his 50s. and I really respect his basketball background, uh, having done entire books on the history of the game. Uh, that's where we're at with Nikola Jokic right now. And guys, just enjoy it. He has seemed to somehow, some way, gone from a regular season MVP to a champion and the best, one of the best postseason performances we've ever seen to somehow the next season kicking it up uh, another notch, a layer that you didn't know existed. It's almost like this, like a secret penthouse, like you think you're on the top floor, but there's actually like a floor above that. That's where Jokic is living right now. So. Um, it's been an absolute marvel. I love it. I love to see it. Um, and uh, the Nuggets are in good hands because of that guy. Uh, here's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting Jamal Murray to come back on Wednesday night. If you don't see Jamal Murray uh, in L.A. on Wednesday night on ESPN, I think you'll see him uh, at home against the Houston Rockets on Friday evening uh, back in Denver. All right. Uh, the Nuggets have got a lot of the the crazy scheduling out of the way. Um, so that's good. Some of these like five five and seven, you know, uh, sequences. They look tired in, in Sacramento. They need this little break. This feels like a mini bye week, uh, having played last on Saturday and getting Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday off. With the way that the season works, uh, you, you'll take that. I think you'll see Jamal Murray back, and I think you'll see the Nuggets looking like the best team in the NBA once again. That is my full expectation right now. So uh, we're going to leave it here for now, keeping it a little bit short here on a Tuesday. We'll come back and be reacting more expansively um, to Wednesday night's game. That game is on ESPN, so the entire Denver market and Metro will get to see that. And I always um, look forward where it's all inclusive and, you know, still with the Comcast deal uh, still taking place. Um, So we'll come in here on Thursday and react to Wednesday night's game on ESPN. I hope you guys are doing fantastic. Enjoy the in-season tournament. I think the league has knocked this thing out of the park. It's gotten a lot of hate, um, but I think it's been good. 
the ratings are better. The guys are playing harder. They clearly care. You're seeing like last week, I think it was, was it the Celtics, you know, watching the end of like the Nets game in the locker room, like it's week 17 in the NFL. Never seen that before in the month of November, but that's what they've created. I love it. I hope you guys enjoy it um, here. And uh, whatever happens on Wednesday night on ESPN against the Clippers, you already know we're going to be talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast.